Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. The most embarrassing thing is that, like, when I'm, like, thinking of, like, oh, what are the fanfic terms? And I'm just like, these are all just part of my normal vocabulary. <laughs> yeah. I'm, just, like, I'm like, oh, no. She's she and I'm me. Not me. Not Hermione. Yo, 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 yo. What is your childhood trauma? I am a cocksucker. Woohoo! Your life's going down the toilet. Eugene, stop the Virgins, okay, we are on summer vacay. Look, I know we take a lot of vacations. Taurus, Taurus Moon. We are on Fire Island again, um, so we will not have a little chit-chat for this episode, and instead we'll get right to a lovely little conversation with Ashley Reese about something we've been wanting to talk about since the beginning of this podcast, fan fiction. Definitely one of our more in-depth episodes if you want to know more about the world of fan fiction. If you want to know more about fan fiction, just follow me on Twitter. Just follow Rose on Twitter. Ashley Reese is an amazing writer, um, arbiter of fan fiction content, and one of my favorite people on the internet, honestly. Mine too. Honestly, we could have talked to Ashley, or I mean, I personally could have talked to Ashley for like five hours about fan fiction we definitely need to have her back at some point mm-hmm. to talk about it more and of course like fan fiction is something we've talked about so much on this podcast and i'll never stop talking about it and i learned I never, so much more about you honestly yes, and i will never episode. release my ao3 handle to the world it's, you can die trying to figure it out never and you should become a patron at patreon.com slash like a virgin for exclusive bonus content now, including weekly recaps of And Just Like That. So become a patron. Yeah, become a Matreon, Patreon, Patreon at patreon.com slash like a virgin. So last night I was at a screening of um, the new Dungeons and Dragons movie, mm-hmm. which was very fun. 
But um, there's a scene in which Reggae Jean Page's character is introduced, and he's like this very gallant warrior, mm-hmm. and he has some very spicy chemistry with Chris Pine. And Ooh. immediately, as I was watching it, I was like, okay, in two weeks when this movie comes out, I can already see the AO3 tab <laughs> cropping up. I'm sure people have already written fan fictions just based on the trailer. Oh um, and that's at least how I see culture now. Like, mm-hmm. that is what my, like, rotted fanfiction-ass brain has been trained to do. It's just like, is, do I ship? Are is, they fucking? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, what, Literally. Th- like, is there a vibe? I'm always looking for, is there a vibe? Rose, think, you, you're never looking. You're always just like, there's a vibe. But there <laughs> always <laughs> is a vibe. <laughs> it's true. I feel like, again, when you have, like, fanfic rot brain, like you described, I think everything either becomes a potential pairing, either that people love, or that you're like, oh, people are going to, like, oh, the girls are going to hate this one. Uh-huh. Or you're going to see, like, oh, I bet, like, these two obscure characters who maybe interact with each other once have at least, like, one, like, or two fix on AO3, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell us your fan fiction origin story? Ooh, okay. So I definitely remember finding fan fiction back when I was maybe in like sixth grade, seventh grade. This would have been in the very early 2000s. This was when you can find fan fiction on good old fanfiction.net. Or, yeah, or, or like random like, Angel Fire pages, Angel Fire websites. Yep, yeah. it's it's when the when the fan fiction verse was not as centralized. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So you know, I remember reading random, like really random fan fiction. Like I remember reading like Powerpuff Girls fan fiction. Ooh, wow. wait, or what kind like, of fan fiction? What what, what entailed in a Powerpuff? Like, story? They're teenagers and they're in high school, and I'm like, wow, <laughs> and they fuck. <laughs> Like, <laughs> Sometimes, although I will say, you know, you know me, so you know that I'm a dirty girl. Yeah. But let's put it out there. Not all fan fiction is sexy or smut. like smut. Right. Mm-hmm. Just like 95%. No, I'm just kidding. No, I would say maybe like 60% is and 40% is more, you know, tender. Hmm. Or it's like, you know, like a, like a PG-13 movie. Yeah. Yes. You know, like yeah. it's like people aren't like... You know, you're touching over the clothes. Yeah, or yeah, or, or it's the like to black. Yeah, yeah exactly. Fade to black. Fade to black. Like a nice like, coffee shop AU. You, you know, you might get a kiss, mm-hmm. and then like, and then they went into the bedroom, and then, <laughs> that's kind of it. Yeah, and then that's it. And they did the stuff. They don't um, even say they did the stuff. It's right. just all it, implied. Mm-hmm. I was just like trying to find like a movie. like a seventh grade euphemism for like having sex. Like, what would I say? Yeah. yeah. Um, you either have that, or it's just like, yeah. And then he like spit on his hand and like <laughs> rammed it in. And it's like these are how like I guess when you're 13, you're like, this is how like anal sex works. <laughs> so did yeah. did fan fiction inform either of yours se- sexual proclivities, or just like what you thought sex was? Is there anything that you can recall where you're like, oh my god, this fanfiction kind of showed me something about, showed me a version of sex that's just actually totally crazy? (laughs) I mean, I definitely, there's definitely a version of sex that's totally crazy. So, like, just to preface, like, my main kind of, like, fandom, you know, when I was, uh... Changer and stuff. The, the fandom I know the most about is Harry Potter. Same. So, like, okay, the Harry same. Potter fan fiction mm. that you I would come across 
just a wide variety mm. in which, like, even as a teenager, like, I was a total prude. I didn't do anything until, like, I was, like, in my 20s. Mm. But, like, even then, I would read some of it and I would just kind of be like, is that how that body part works? Like, I'm just like, how? I'm like, but if his legs were there, then how? Like, I would be very skeptical of what I was reading, probably because. As you should be. <laughs> I mean, I think because quite frankly, a lot of the people who were reading, who were writing this were also my age and had very limited experience. Exactly. Um, so it was kind of, it's kind of blind leading the blind. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that is something I still realize to this day is that sometimes I'll be reading fan fiction and realize, oh, the person who's writing this has never had sex. And <laughs> yeah. sometimes they'll even tag it. Like, I see the tag a lot on AO3, smut written by an asexual virgin. And then I just pass right on by. <laughs> just like, all right. Well, you know, it's really funny because, you know, we talk about AO3 a lot, but I think before um, AO3 even became, like, the kind of, what is now the main hub that people kind of go to for fan fiction, or, like, at least the kind of better one than fanfiction.net. I also was a live journal girly. Mm-hmm. So I had a I read a lot of fanfiction on live journal and a lot of that was like all over the place. Um some of it was really good, some of it was not great, but like people were really creative. People had interesting takes on sex. Um and like it was just an interesting community to be a part of. Mm. And it was kind of a thing where and I don't know, I guess this is where it gets controversial where it was kind of accepted that even if you stumbled upon something, either a pairing that was like, hmm, why are like Fred and George like fucking? Like, you would, <laughs> yeah, if you would so on like, I have read it. Yeah, <laughs> like literally, like, look. Uh, and we've all been in the House of the Dragon trenches <laughs> yeah. in the past year. Look, you know? I cannot say that I have never read something that I, that's like, hmm. But like, you know, there was kind of this philosophy where you just kind of like, you scroll on. Yeah. If you uh, don't yuck anybody's yum. Yeah. Mm. It was just kind of like, you know, unless it was something like really egregious, like I will never, and I'm really aging myself here, I will never forget um, this controversy that I stumbled upon in like 2007 in this like smut community where they, I guess there were prompts every month or week about like kind of like a theme that people can use for like um, I don't know different pairings or especially like rare pairings maybe like a kinky thing it was are like you a, talking about the kink meme the kink meme with like you are l- l- my you are my sister okay wait then, what is this what okay is this? so maybe we're talking about the same thing yeah. but one of the themes one one day was miscegenation <gasps> oh we're talking wait, about different ones wait no what is I don't know what that is okay so basically it's like um interracial like relationships okay. yeah, interracial the te- sex. yeah the technical term And I remember I was, like, 16 at the time, and I saw people, like, they were like, whoa, why is this considered, like, it was, like, a whole drama. And it was kind of an interesting introduction because I think that in, especially in the mid-2000s, mid to late, I think that fandom wasn't quite as politicized or wasn't kind of used as, like, a political positioning (laughs) as Mm -hmm. it kind of is now. So that was one of my earliest experiences with people kind of having, like, serious pushback against, like, something in fandom or um, something in fic. And it was really interesting to see the people who were like, I don't have a problem with this. And people were like, are you fucking kidding me? So that was, like, the one time where, like, the first time rather than where um, Don't Yuck Someone's Yum was kind of like, wait, maybe, maybe it's time to 
Maybe it's time maybe to some yuck. Maybe we, need yeah, to be maybe we need to yuck this a little bit. For the, but for the most part, if it's like a pairing that was like, I don't know, Snape and Hermione, ugh, but not for me. Not but for if me. someone wanted to write it, I'm just kind of like, okay, like, whatever. I'm like, pretty sure, like, if I have read fan fiction in my, like, kind of late high school, early college years, it was definitely Harry Potter fanfic. I, I was a Tumblr girly. You, oh, yes. You said stumbled upon, and I immediately thought oh of my stumbled, God, upon. stumbled upon. <laughs> Do you remember stumbled yes. upon? That's, like, in the same era of um, internet. And honestly, when you were talking about, like, Angel Fire and stuff, deviant art immediately oh. came into my oh, mind. God. <laughs> and deviant art <laughs> is... Oh, I just had war trauma <laughs> flashbacks. A cesspool. Is it still alive? Yeah. yeah it's still, they're it's, still it's, alive it's, making it's work? It's not, like, the same as it was in, <laughs> no. like, you know, no. 2007. I mean, <laughs> I mean, 2007, that was just, you know, the renaissance <laughs> yeah, of, like, of fan oof. art. But, like, deviant oof. art was, like, very prevalent on, like, my Tumblr timeline, as was, you know, excerpts from, like, you know, Harry Potter fanfic. And I definitely... I'm I'm pretty gosh darn sure I remember reading something like gay and Harry Potter. It's probably whatever the most popular ship is. Dreary. Which is Dreary. Like Dreary. Dreary. <laughs> Although now Jerry has like been all like it's it's not been eclipsed, but Wolfstar is oh, close yeah. second. Mm-hmm. And we'll say, okay, so to this day, Harry Potter is is the number one fan fiction. You Ad infinitum know, on, ever. On AO3, if that's how you measure. And I guess that is how we do measure because it, because mm-hmm. it is the most used platform for reading fan fiction. And Harry Potter only, like, I, I watched um, a TikTok recently. We were talking about this of someone who compiles all the stats from AO3. And Harry Potter only grows exponentially every year. There's Whoa. more and more wow. fan fiction written. Terrifying. And I've been reading <laughs> Harry Potter fan fiction since I was in middle school. Yeah, no, you know? same. I mean, okay. I was since I was like fourteen, and I think that what's really interesting is um, now, like the um, the girlies, new and old, if they're uploading fic, um, at least that's what I see, is like they'll always have like an author's note that's like, "Fuck J.K. Rowling, fuck J.K.R. Yeah, support trans rights," tag. and it's just yeah, and it's, which is like great. I mean, I think it's a good reminder that kind of like at least for a very long time in my opinion the fans have kind of like taken this IP as like their own like it's kind of like at this point unless you're like I don't know I feel like really giving a fuck about what about like J.K. Rowling's like Paul's just really like really like putting a lot of um, stock into it mm. and like thinking like oh this is canon this is like oh she's so right is very like basic like the mm. like the actual like crazy insane fans are like uh no like no fuck her. She's awful. She's a bigot. And this doesn't uh, belong to her anymore. Yeah, also, like, these books ended, like, over a decade ago. Yeah. Like, why would I care if she says, like, wizards poop poop their <laughs> pants until, like, plummet? I don't know. Right. Like, that's but a on, whole other But thing. on the flip side of that, like, I do appreciate that. And listen, I still engage with Harry Potter stuff, even though, I mean, I think it's my right as a trans person <laughs> to be like, I, it doesn't matter. I can do whatever I want to do. Mm-hmm. But, People who take it, like, the extra step further and who are like, Daniel Radcliffe wrote Harry Potter and are like, this is our world now. It's like, I think you can say fuck J.K. Rowling without making, like, some sort of, like, self-righteous political statement Mm -hmm. about your need to still be consuming and spreading this IP that, like, Mm -hmm. basically, I mean, fandom, like, is a tool to keep people, like, entrenched in IP and, like, to keep them purchasing it and, like propping up the the person who profits mm-hmm. off of it. So like I I think people do get a, a bit self-righteous about it. Oh, for sure. And you can 
I think it's fine to say, look, I know the person who created this is problematic and that, like, I'm doing something that's, like, uh, whatever by still, like, feeding into it, but I'm going to do it anyway. Also, newsflash, like, anything created in the 90s and early aughts is probably problematic in some way. You know what I mean? I mean, like, people don't talk about Stephanie Meyer no more. But I like, know. Well, that's because she's not on Twitter. Exactly. Very wisely. Exactly. Yeah. Like, but if she was, like, oh, boy. Yeah. I don't I don't need to know what she <laughs> yeah. thinks about trans people because I'm pretty sure I already <laughs> do. So, wait. I don't. Before we get into Twilight, I have to know, like, favorite ships from the Harry Potter fanfic of it all, like, do you, is there? I, I know. Wait, what's the? Can what's, I guess what yours are? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have a feeling you're a Dramini girl. I'm not, but you no? know. But wait, you know what? Okay, let me let me rephrase that. Dramini actually was my like intro to Harry Potter fan fiction. Well. Like I actually read or stumbled upon Draco Hermi- Hermione fan fiction before I read the books. I actually started reading the books like a little bit later than someone who's my age. Um, I was like 14 when I started reading those books. Um. But, like, I read Draco Harani fan fiction before I read the books. Wow, and I so based to you, it, that is canon. I mean, <laughs> so I based it all on just, like, reading, like, watching the first three movies, and I'm like, oh, she punched him. So I know that there was something going on here. But, like, you know, so I guess if I can summarize my, like, fan fiction pairing or pairing journey, I was into Hermione for, like, a hot second. Then I got really into, like, Harry Hermione, which now it, like, really makes me cringe because that, like, if anything is, like, incest that feels like that is. Yeah, kind um, of. Yeah, it's not right. No. When they teased it in the seventh the seventh movie, I was like, what are you the doing? The movies really no, maybe teased it. maybe that was seven it. or two. The, no, the movies really teased it, but, like, the books didn't at Yeah, that. at all. But, like, the thing that was fun, that kind of made me kind of fought of it was when the fifth, no, when the sixth book came out, um, and like it was pretty much solidified that it was like Harry, Jenny, Ron, Hermione. Um, I was in Hinny, as Hinny, it was called. Hinny, is it really called Hinny? Hinny, Hinny really yeah. bad. Are really fucking bad. me up. Like really bad. Hinny, <laughs> Um, but I remember being on a forum of Harry Hermione shippers, and they were so infuriated by that, and by some J.K. Rowling interview after, where she was pretty much making fun of like people who shipped that, that they rewrote. There were these people who rewrote the sixth book to be Harry Hermione compliant. And I was like, Period. I don't, I'm like, I don't know. Even at like 14, I'm like, this is a little too much for me. Like, there, there was a war between, oh, yeah. between the ships yeah, in, that, in those this times. Was peak in shipping the dark war. days. So after that. And in the, the Cassandra Clare times. Oh, God. Who, who, which, which Cassandra Clare? Oh, boy. We'll get to it. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, okay. But, okay. Um, just, to, just to end. So basically after I was like, oh, these bridges are a little too crazy for me. Um, I got got really into Marauder era, which is basically, like, you know, Harry's parents. Right. Um, So now I'm kind of basic. Like, I like a lot of, like, I don't know, read, like, James Lilly stuff, but, like, I'm really picky about it. But my main thing, my main thing is, like... Dysfunctional Snape Lily like friendship. Snilly. Like, Snilly. Like, I don't don't ship them in an an endgame way. I ship them in, I don't even ship, okay, ship, I don't ship them. I appreciate how fucked up I think their friendship was. And Mm. it was like a very one sided kind of, oh yeah, it's like a unrequited shit. Um, Oh, you're like in like, a weird like guerrilla war in the 70s I'm like yeah give me that shit do you, so, do you find yourself drawn to like the unrequited love stories in general is that like because I personally hmm. like there's certain love stories and certain relationship stories that I like I'll be I'll kind of like want 
to like want to engage in and some are like that's too easy or that's too like basic or whatever you know what I mean yeah I think I'm into it but I also just kind of like uh, I like a good like opposites attract kind of Mm. story I'm realizing so and that kind of hits all my those like spots for me Mm. and then you just add like a 70s backdrop and you just kind of like so you just like add a bunch of stuff to it but like you know so that's been my main thing since I was like I don't know 15, 16, so since like the no mid-2000s. I, I've written fan fiction. Okay. Um, Tell us about that. Whew. I mean, yeah, as <laughs> much as you feel you comfortable. Don't, don't share your Oh, no, don't it's fine. Like, I mean, share. no, no, no. It, I can, look, I can, sh- like, it's kind of funny because I, at this point, like, I'll talk about fandom stuff, like, on Twitter and stuff, but, like, the only people who I really talk about, like, get into the weeds of, like, the really nerdy shit are people who I talk to, like, on Discord and stuff at this yeah. point. Okay. Um, so I've – someone really wanted to find me. They could. But, like, yeah, I I was writing fan fiction when I was in high school and into college. And it's – look, I still get kudos in my, like, inbox every now and then from AO3 <laughs> or, like, a comment. You both get uh, kudos? Look, yeah. I Is love it, like, a little, a little email notification or yeah. whatever? Yeah. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Did you have a, 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 a like a most popular one? Did you, Rose? Yeah, okay, I have like a couple popular ones. Tell us, um, tell us. They're all like Lily Evans centric or like okay. Snape centric, but Lily is my main like 
She's your girl. She's my main bitch. We, what, she, what about her? Is, yeah, what is it? So I know that she's like a her. super minor character. I mean, she's fucking dead. Yeah, <laughs> so she's she, dead. Um, and like we only see her a little bit. And we mostly see her in the seventh book and like, you know, flashback shit. Um, I'm curious about her because she... Okay, I'm just going to let my, like, nerd fight. Please, 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 dude. That's why you're here. That's why you're here, Ashley. So why... So the reason I'm really into Lily is because um, she was a muggle-born witch in, like, during this time when, like, there's pretty much, like, a war brewing. Mm -hmm. Um, She... You know, when you, like, kind of look in, like, the context clues, she and Snape both grew up in, like, you know, working class kind of industrial town. You can probably assume that it's in, like, northern England or whatever. So, like, obviously there's interesting, like, class implications there. Mm. And, like, she basically just thrown into this school where, you know, there's just, I don't know, like, baby fascists being, like, brewing. And her best friend is pretty much becoming radicalized. Mm. By wizard Hitler. By, like, literally, by, like... Wait, which best friend? Sorry. Snape. Snape. So, basically, you find out that Snape was... Look, I, I kind of thought that he had a thing for, like, a few books before so I was so validated when it no became like way. yeah That's I was just incredible. I was like I think Snape loves Lily and then we were like okay weirdo read your always. fan fiction <laughs> always <laughs> oh God, I can't even talk about the <laughs> Deathly Hollows Part Two, like that's a whole other thing that just like traumatizes me. I think it's so bad. Um, but like <laughs> always. Um, but basically, I'm fascinated by the fact that like, you know Snape's this like weirdo poor kid obsessed yeah. with like who has like identity issues because he's his like his mom is a witch his dad is a muggle mm. i mean giving a little non-binary maybe like i a mean he-day. like definitely at least like i don't know it's just like identity issue shit obviously like and like his he grew up in like an abusive household mm. basically like lily is this kind of like more kind of very very sure, like sure of herself. Very um, confident, kind of. She, I just, I think it's like kind of an opposite track thing. You have like this like weirdo kid and this kind of like bubbly, like at least like happier, kind of confident, like girl who's not afraid to like tell someone to like shut the fuck up or like, <laughs> or not even to tell him that like, oh, I think your like beliefs are bad. I don't like who you're hanging out with because you're hanging out with fucking teen fascists, <laughs> and he just makes excuses for it. So I think that like the 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 dysfunction of this person who's literally like a marginalized woman in this like society trying to maintain this friendship with this person who kind of introduced her to like the wizarding world in the first place is like really sad and interesting. Mm. Um, and then it collapses when he like calls her a mudblood in front of everyone and she's like, yo, I've been making excuses for you for so fucking long yeah, and then you do done. me like this. And he's like, no, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't mean it. And it's like, babe, you're about to be a fascist. I don't yeah. really give a fuck. So like, I really do think that like just the drama of that and like, Yada, yada, yada. Like, he ends up actually kind of being the reason why she gets murdered in the first place because of the whole prophecy. Classic incel. Like, literally. Just, like, very... And I think that as I got older, when you kind of see the signs of, like... I just think it's interesting to think about, like, radicalization in that way Mm. and, like, what it must be like to be a marginalized person trying to... And, like, a teenager trying to save your friend from what you clearly see as him going down that path. I'm literally enraptured. Like, that is, like, a version of that story that I've actually never thought of, like, perspectively. Because, honestly, Lily and James were really boring characters. Well, I me. mean, so then basically she's, but then she's apparently a huge bitch to people. She's like, oh, because <laughs> people are like, oh, but then she ended up, like, being with, like, Snape's bully. I'm just like, I'm sorry, but 
Like, I don't know. I can believe that people can grow, but also, I'm sorry, at least he wasn't a fucking fascist. Yeah, like, yeah. Was me... James privileged, I assume? Yeah, so, yeah. so James was like, rich, posh kid. Wow. Um, pure blood. Pure blood. Wait, um, has this prequel ever existed in like... No. No, thank God. <laughs> this is all based on like, maybe like two paragraphs of text yeah, throughout the but entire like, series. giving like Tolkien's appendices. But like, it's literally yeah. like, this is like the like the deep, like contextual... Yeah, like, this is, like, don't cite the deep magic like, to me, like, which gotten from, like, I was there. J.K. Rowling's like, interview. It was for. <laughs> like literally though, like, I mean, he's described as like, because we see all through Harry's eyes, who, you know, Harry grew up like in a really fucked up situation with, you know, he grew up with Lily's sister being like mm. pretty just neglectful towards him. But I remember him just seeing his dad as a child and describing him as like, I think he described him as being like very well cared for in a way that Snape clearly wasn't. Mm. Um, So like you have this like rich kid, but I mean, uh, yeah, James was an asshole, but he also, you know, made sure that like his like werewolf friend was like taken care Mm -hmm. of and like protected and things like that. So like while Snape was trying to out him. Yeah. So that's a whole other thing. I don't know. And apparently according to today's shippers, he was in love with his best friend's little brother. Oh God, don't even get into the Jugulus thing. Oh my God. What's that? What's Jugulus? Okay, so I did, I actually (laughs) did explain this to you a couple episodes ago when we did an episode on Hunger Games because like the most popular Uh, Harry Potter this. story right now is a Hunger Games AU, a Jegulous Hunger Games AU. Do you know about Crimson and Jegulous Rivers? Jegulous is regular. I've heard of it. It's, <laughs> I, don't I ever, don't read. ever try. I was aboard one weekend and read like 30 chapters of it and I'll never get that time back. But Jegulous <laughs> is Harry Potter's dad and Sirius Black's younger brother who was a Death Eater who literally is never like he present in the He doesn't have any lines except for like being like Voldemort in like a letter like Voldemort I know your like secret like, I know your you. tea yeah, fuck you suck my I, dick I stole the horcrux like and like first and I just can I just say two things about regulars really quickly yes. <laughs> always what a sentence can, <laughs> can I, I say two say things two? about regular black space. really quickly well this is an unsafe space first of but... all I mean like I look I I clearly as like a Snape girly I'm in, I, I'm not like oh this character's bad or this character so you can't be interested in them like I don't agree with that at all I don't believe in like giving like I don't know just doing like morality politics with like fictional characters like that and like you can find bad even like fictional fascist interesting and like want to play around with them in a fanfic I mean there is so much Harry Voldemort (laughs) fanfiction that's a whole other yeah but my whole thing is just like okay I do but I do but I do think that if you're going to play around with that you have to kind of meet the character where they where they're at so and if you're not you're just doing uh something that's ooc like out of character so from what we know about regulus he's serious younger brother obviously rich privileged whatever um crazy family um had like a voldemort like death eater mood board in his bedroom <laughs> um was on the quidditch team um joined the death eaters again like became a fucking fascist um died Trying to, I guess, because he found out that like Voldemort was trying to be immortal and wasn't, I don't know, just doing some like cute fashion stuff. But also, the only reason why he even did that shit in the first place was because Voldemort like what kidnapped his like his house elf, his like so basically his like house slave, and was like, literally, like he's like I, you know, he's like I accept fashion, but I draw the line at you stealing (laughs) my my house slave. (laughs) So I'm just like, if we're going to play these characters, at least let's meet them where they're at. So I'm like, and if you're not, then this is just just make them OOC. It's Um, just so unfun. You know what I mean? It's like like sometimes you know yeah. like you have to like give into the narrative. You that's like the point of narrative is that mm-hmm. characters have to be like evil, right? And, and, and the evil begets like narrative. Yeah, and when people I mean, listen, I have read some fan fiction 
that I don't usually love like a canon compliant moment because Fair. like it's very the endings are very sad. Although canon I did compliant. I did read all, canon like, compliant, canon compliant like is it's fan fiction in which you know the yes it follows the story. So like you okay. might be reading something that is Marauders era, but like you're reading it knowing that they're all going to die. Yeah, that yeah. Lily and James have their. Harry, which is, you know, who I think is an oops baby. And then they <laughs> are like, we're in this underground group trying to fight the bad, bad people, and then they fucking get killed. So it's like, yeah, oops okay. baby. Did so like I, a honey I've baby. read some really <laughs> compelling canon, comp- like, I've read all the young dudes, you know. Oh, and yes. People like, love that one. I think there there is some fan fiction out there that is truly better than a lot of published books that I've read. Oh, yeah. yes. And they can look at these characters who are very flawed and, like, really make you... Um, sympathize with them and empathize with them even though you know they're like bad people or make bad choices mm-hmm. and I think that's the mark of a good writer and then sometimes people just like want to have their cake and eat them too and want to ignore that they are like writing smut or like fluff about fascists and like mm-hmm. not deal with any of the implications of that right mm-hmm. and I think that you know I'm not going to get too in the weeds with this but I got into like some beef online with people who were like Regulus Black is my like baby girl, like and I'm just like or like. Not and this all like, happened yeah. because of TikTok, and, by the way. Yeah, I mean, look, Ugh. and like the TikTok like, vacation. I have like no. The TikTok vacation of fan <laughs> fiction. Is I love being on the outside. Sick. <laughs> it's a lot, and I think that, and that's definitely why these some of these pairings have just like grown. And like, actually, it's funny because after I got into like I don't know drama with a bunch of like Jegulus or Jegulus adjacent like marauder era twitter people um who again have like random like death eaters and they're like by, who are like only mentioned by name and are just like he's my baby girl it's like all we know is that he was a death eater how's he your, your baby girl unless like, you're completely why? transforming their character to be something yeah. they're, they're not but like marty crouch jr is my baby like, girl literally, literally. literally like I, someone was like evan rosier is my baby girl like we only know that he was a death eater and got killed like how are, like they're just trying to but it's because they came people. up it's because yeah. someone came up with a fan cast yeah. on tiktok and made an aesthetic video of like and they're like some hot. actor yeah and, like with like we a weird filter on it and then people were like oh he's baby girl baby yeah girl. and it's kind of like you know it's funny because some people reached out to me after like kind of recently um after that whole drama and they were like Oh my god! By the way, I think that we're partially responsible for Jagulus becoming popular on TikTok, but we were actually just shit posting, and then people thought we were taking it seriously. Oh my god! And I'm just like so irresponsible. JL. Yeah, and they're like, no, we have a lot of regrets. <laughs> um, but it's it's really fascinating to see how again, I'm someone who got really into fan fiction in the t- mid 2000s. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating to see the ways in which approaches to fan fiction have changed. Um, I saw you talking about something recently that I wanted to get into, which sure. is, like, the, like, commodification of fan fiction, like, on these online spaces and, like, the way in which fan fiction is, like, free labor that people do, like, for the joy of creating mm-hmm. art and sharing it with their community. And now it has been sort of, like, there, it has become a commodity, and people are, like, marketing it on TikTok. Yeah. And, like, it's really crazy to me as someone who has read not, like, fan fictions longer than Anna Karenina. The mm-hmm. people wrote with, like, the alias, like, Junebug69. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? And we'll never, we'll never, like, take credit for it or no. make any money off of it. And now I'm seeing people who are, like, 
like whoring their fan fiction out for, you know, likes and kudos and comments and stuff mm-hmm. and like holding stories hostage for comments. And it just feels so weird to me. It's very icky. I've noticed that because like I'm I'm very I'm not really on TikTok a lot, but I <laughs> I'm sent so many different videos and stuff like that that are, you know, it's okay. Here, here's what I'll say. Promoting your fan fiction stuff is not like a new thing. People did it on Live Journal, people did it on forums, people did those kind of things. But I think that when you bring in the way that TikTok like just exists as like to like, you know, to bring in ad dollars and stuff like that for people to potentially get enough followers and get enough whatever to like make money off their videos, I think that's when it gets into like a mm, kind of territory. And I do think that like I read somewhere that People were talking about put like publishing their stats, like the stats of their fanfic, mm. and I'm like, it was never like it. I did not remember that. it being like that, or like being like, oh, this has this many kudos, this has this many like you know page. I, I'm just like that's not what it's about. And you, publishing it in a video with their real face in it, right? Oh, that's a whole other thing. I'm just <laughs> yeah. like with your government name attached. <laughs> yeah. he's, like he's like okay, so I don't know a lot. I want I want to like. I don't know a ton about just like the de- the democracy slash diplomacy of like kudos and all this different stuff. Is it <laughs> is it a meritocracy or are like do people kind of rally and campaign to get certain attention on it certain used, I think it used to be the first. Yeah, the, it used to be the former. And now social and now media. it has become the latter, latter because there is this phenomenon now of fan fiction recommendations mm-hmm. which you know back in the day you found fan fiction by searching for the pairing you liked and then in the AO3 days you know you would then go and filter by what stories had the most kudos or the most comments or whatever mm-hmm. and find essentially like the most popular or most read stories in whatever fandom and pairing you were looking for and now there has become this whole system of people recommending fan fictions again with their government name and government face <laughs> And TikToks and like almost like a cult of personality around certain writers and Mm. people who are like, I'll read anything this person writes. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I it's like I get it because now I think fan fiction has been really destigmatized over the past decade. And that's not a bad thing. I think it's a good thing. But it still feels weird to me as someone who grew up with this being an activity that you did in secret. Yeah. And like, it's kind of, I, I kind of am of two minds about it too. Like, I, I'm i not embarrassed by the fact that, like, in, when it comes down to it, I'm not embarrassed by the fact that fan fiction is like, it's just like a hobby, like any mm-hmm. other hobby. Um, but I do, I was kind of raised in this era where it was kind of this hobby that you talk about with like some random internet friend from like Tennessee that you like met on like, I don't know, Tumblr. I don't know. It's just like the TikTokification, the algorithmification <laughs> of everything in fandom is like kind of strange to me. Mm. Um, and I also think that you get to a situation in which, um, you know, there are always big name fan. We called it BNFs back in the day. Big, name, always big pe- name fans. Big name fans. There are always people who are very popular. Like Cassandra Clare, who we mentioned mm-hmm. earlier. Who is... So Cassandra Clare was a, a prolific Harry Potter fan fiction writer who... Like in a sort of proto E.L. James Fifty Shades of Grey move, filed off the serial numbers as the the parlance is, <laughs> and turned her um, Draco fan fiction into this book series, The Mortal Instruments. Right, mm-hmm. it's yes. Mortal Instruments. Yeah. Um, and isn't that also a TV show? It got turned into a TV show um, and a movie, movie. and it is based on Dr- not even Draco. Hermione fan fiction, literally just Draco fan fiction. Or wait, was it Draco Ginny? There was like some 
there was some pairing in it. I, I, because it's like, also incestuous. Yeah, in there's the, some incestuous what? things going on. Also, she was under a lot of controversy because of like plagiarism claims and stuff like that. Yes. So that's what the thing, like the old heads are like. Remember when this plagiarist got like a book deal based mm-hmm. on the fan fiction that she did a lot of plagiarism for? Like that's kind of like the main thing. How do you identify? <laughs> plagiarism and oh. something that's like adapt is it like like literal sentences lifted like, yeah, yeah like I remember okay. if I remember correctly I remember people like being like this is from Buffy <laughs> like, <laughs> like, or like this like line is from like this book or and like that's like literal plagiarism yeah and um, I'm down to give people the benefit of the doubt yeah. of like especially in fan fiction where like this isn't something you're profiting off of mm-hmm. I know that certain things like get I trapped in I your brain and you and, and listen there is so much there is a le- there is a fan fiction language that exists. People mm-hmm. use the same phrases. I talk. I have I have talked about this a lot. Like there's some things that I really need people to stop saying. Like if I see one more fan fiction where they talk about licking into each other's mouths, <gasps> which is the way that people describe kissing, and it's like licking oh, into like, each other's mouths. I will say ninety nine point seven percent of fanfic I read has that exact I- phrase in it. Shudder. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Relevant topic shift. Um, Phoebe has conceded to us in the notes that she handed that she is also an avid reader of like gay erotic fan fiction, question mark. Mm-hmm. And I think she wants to know about either 
Well, okay, she asked about crossovers if you guys like crazy genre crazy like IP crossovers, but also like <laughs> I'm I'm just curious about like gay erotic fanfic that sticks out to you or you feel like you'd have something to say about. Okay, so I do think this is more my era cuz I feel like you're more of um of a hat chipper yeah, and I'm a like slash girl. I, I know. I know. I'm just like <laughs> <laughs> okay, so with crossovers, so a big thing back in my day, so I started out in fan fiction in Buffy fan fiction. That mm-hmm. was my first fandom. And Buffy was a really popular universe to cross over with. And there used to be this site called Twisting the Hellmouth. And oh it my was God. it was specifically and this is again like when fan fiction was less centralized and there were all these mm-hmm. different platforms. This was a website where people wrote Buffy crossover fan fiction with all these other things. So I did a lot of that. I would read like Buffy, when she died, got sent to Narnia and like, <laughs> you know, you know, or like um, Buffy gets turned into a vampire by Edward Cullen and right. you know, like all, shit like that. Or like Willow, there's this one fan fiction that I read where in season six of Buffy, after Willow tries to destroy the world, she gets de-aged and she and Buffy go to Hogwarts for, <laughs> oh for summer school. Oh my God, wait, what, sh- what, what, summer wait, school. what house were they in? Um, they were both in Gryffindor, um, even obvious. though Willow, it turns out, is um, Tom Riddle's niece <laughs> or something. <laughs> and Willow is paired with Harry and Buffy's paired with Draco, um, which I see that. Is, was more a teenage me thing. Because, again, like like you, I started off in the het trenches uh-huh. and then I like made the, the switch to slash fic and I read slash fic Almost exclusively. exclusively. Slash fake is gay? Is yeah. gay. Um, they just so, call it slash. Call it slash. I, yeah, slash. And then, like, I remember um, fem slash would be like. Wait, what? Just can you women. rattle off a few other fanfic terms? You said, you know, fire Ooh. off the, okay, the, the so serial head, numbers. File off the serial numbers. Um, Which is, you've described in a previous episode, but that's. Filing off the serial out. numbers is when you write a fanfiction and then you decide to publish it as an original work. So you. Mm-hmm change all the names mm. to original names, like change all the characteristics that would, you know, pronounce it as from the the fandom that you're writing in so that it can seem like an original work. Okay. Mm-hmm. Other terms? Let me think. Because, like, there's AO3, which is um, Archive of Our Own. Okay. That, um, that, I think, was created, like, in the early 2010s. Oh. Um, that's kind of, like, a place where, like, we're not fanfiction.net, which is always, I don't know, under threat of, like, collapsing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and now they have ads like there are ads in the middle of the text yeah. of a story on fanfiction.net. Fan yeah, and so there's that. Like um, Wattpad. Oh, Wattpad. That's another another thing we need to blame for. Like a lot of like the girlies kind of all of a sudden being like, I really care about stats and stuff. It's like you don't write fic for the stats and like the popularity and getting more like follower. You, you write it because no. you're a weird little freak who has an f- idea in your head and you need to get it out. And you can share it with your other little freaky friends and just move, you know, and have fun. Um, you know, it has also become a thing that I heard, I saw recently in a TikTok is that people want to. Um, People are really invested in their specific ship having the most stories in a certain fandom and will basically, like, create shell fix on AO3 to get the numbers up. It's crazy. What? So that their ship has the most fix. How hollow. Oh, my God. Wait, wait. Can I say something about that really quickly? Yeah. Okay, maybe I'm, like, galaxy braiding here. No, please. you know, this just immediately made me think of, you know, stan communities or, like, stan Twitter Mm -hmm. and everything like that. How, like... All like the way that people 
pretty much prove that the person they stand is the most um is like the most worthy of praise or whatever is by okay. looking at stats of like their billboard like billboard this billboard that or like they sold like they outsold this and it's just like who really like outselling to whom stuff? It's like who cares about that? But like that's kind of almost Drary like the, outsold. Yeah, they're like <laughs> Wolf Star outsold. <laughs> it's like literally like the standification of like using like stats as like here's why this pairing is like look at it's like all, look at the it's numbers. All about the numbers. Look at the numbers, and it's like growing up when when it doesn't when it doesn't matter because like. That's the thing. As um as a community, as a people, the whole reason about fan fiction is like not literally not caring about the official word of the mm-hmm. author of whatever. Like we shouldn't be caring about you that. Have like fun. you're just doing it to have fun. And on that, kind of on that, um, I met a friend recently who was like kind of cagey about like her like fandom stuff. But you know what her main fandom is? What the terror. You know that TV show, no. The Terror? No. Like, it was, like, That's literally so an AMC specific. show um, based on, I think maybe it's based on the book, I'm not sure, but it has, like, Richard Harris in it. Is that his name? Richard Harris? He's the guy who played Lane in um, Mad Men, right? Anyway, this random, obscure AMC or FX show with a teeny, tiny fandom. Like, teeny, tiny. She's like, yeah, I'm into, the, like, The Terror. We, it's just, like, a few of us were, like, you know, in our late 20s and 30s just, like, running our fic. And I'm like, that's the kind of spirit I like. Yeah, you don't give a fuck about how many numbers there are. You just, like, you and a few other people are like, I'm writing about this random mo- TV show about a boat that st- got stuck in the, like, northern Atlantic. Yeah. And, like, ghost shit started happening. That's what the show is about. And I'm like, I respect that. Better than, like... The numbers don't lie. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know. That's beautiful. Okay, so we do have some other fan fiction terms here. So um fanon is oh, a big yes. one. So fanon is yeah. like essentially the canon that has been created and decided on among a fandom community that they essentially like prefer over the official mm-hmm. line. So like, that would yes. be Rary like or... the Draco and leather pants of it all. Like yes. what? <laughs> people who it's this term of like people who decided that Draco instead of being this sort of like simpering like fascist in training is actually this like bad daredevil bad yeah. boy. Leather pants. Um, okay. And then Fanon would also be like, you know, or take... like or like Remus is gay actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um and Sirius is also gay and yeah. they are gay for each other. Yes, which um... is essentially like it's almost canon at this point. <laughs> even no matter what JK Rowling says and then there's AU alternate universe. Mm-hmm. Um that's where you see a lot of like coffee shop AU, barista mm-hmm. AU. It's like, yeah, it's like people love a barista fan fiction. Mm-hmm. No, truly. Cuz like... I think most people who write fan fiction are baristas. baristas. <laughs> or it's like I don't know, you'll have like and this is Or not... they work out of a coffee shop no. no it's like it'll literally be like um like tom riddle is a barista <laughs> and Harry comes in every morning to get a latte and they fall in love like that's there are literally thousands like a meet of cute. literally like, a like, meet cute of love thing. or like they're in two. high school like you know yeah. that kind of thing um, i saw a term that said jost Okay, so this is a Buffy term, and I've heard it before, but I didn't know yeah, exactly I'm not, what I'm it was. Not okay, with a it. term that refers to a fanfic <gasps> oh. made incompatible with canon by later changes to canon postdating the authorship of the fiction. So it's like, okay, oh, so if funny. you were, so if you're writing something about like, you know, when 
when Angel turns evil in season two, and then a couple seasons later, like, they, like, kind of change the rules about how he loses his soul. Like, your fic has been jossed. Ooh, um, that's nice. I see. I kind of like that. Yeah, and then there's Mary Sue, which oh, is... ooh, an old school term. An old school term, and there's literally a whole website. Yeah, and, like, called, like, kind Mary of, Sue. Kind of school of thought around Mary Sue. Mm-hmm. So Mary Sue is a self-insert character. Mm. Bella Swan is a Mary Sue. I mean, Mary Sue is also kind of, like, misogynist. Like per- yeah, it's, it's a- very, it has a very misogynistic kind of, like origins I think it's basically like oh this like perfect female character who can do no wrong right then it ended up being kind of attributed not just to like self inserts and things like that but just to kind of like female characters that people just didn't like and mm-hmm. were like, oh, they're too beloved. They're a fucking Mary Sue. Like, it's kind of stuff like that. Um, yeah, that right, that's like, that goes way back. That's like a 2000s... Well, we've talked about this like, before, but like, Bella Swan really is one of those characters that's like kind of nondescript and so you can kind of canvas anything mm-hmm. onto her, you know? It, yeah, I mean, I think that one of the things that was like part of the appeal of her was just like, oh, she's just this like average girl who likes books, yeah, and tacky skirts. Yeah, it's just like I don't. It's like it's like the ending of that like thing where it's just like the like starts with a bimbo and then goes to like the woman who like picks uh-huh. up the book. It's like that like the person in the end is Bella Swan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, and but kind of in reverse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> but like, the cocky skirt, hello. And it's, you know, yeah, I don't know. You know, I feel like orbs should be a fan fiction oh, it, it should. It is, it is, most people will describe someone's eyes as being orbs. Yeah. Like, Why? Why? I feel like, I don't know, but I remember way back when, like, My Immortal was, like, like yeah. Classic yeah. shit post fanfic. And um, we have talked about My Immortal on the podcast before, so I don't think we need to go into it again. But <laughs> everyone knows it is the most legendary fanfiction of all time. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. 
you have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. What's the best fan fiction you've ever read? Ooh, that's hard. Or something recently that you read that you Okay, loved. well, like a recent thing that I'm really into... Um, and I'm like, I kind of like force myself to befriend this, uh, the writer who writes this. Um, it's this series called The Last Enemy. It's this like Marauder era um, fanfic. It does like multiple points of view, mostly like Lily and James um, from like their fifth year. And she plans to doing it until they, you know, get got <laughs> um, in like 1981. And basically like, it's just like kind of, it. I like it because it kind of actually like um, emphasizes like the stakes. like. You're, I, I can't read a fic from, like, that's, like, Marauder era that isn't, like, actually talking about, like, terrorism or, like, fascism mm. or, like, what happens when people are, like, when young people are radicalized. Mm. And I think that, um, I guess especially just over the last, like, 10, 15 years of, like, seeing, of, like, seeing youth radicalization, like, mm. up close, especially on the internet, I think that I'm especially interested in that. Me too, um, honestly. I so, I really like that one. Um, What's something nasty you've read recently? Nasty? Okay, I, I can't think of nasty, but I can think of one that, like, fucked my head. Uh-huh. I read, so I was, like, last summer, my friends who were, like, dreary girlies, but also read, like, other, like, Draco shit, were, like, you need to read this Germione fic called Manacled. Not Manacled! <laughs> What's Manacled? And I fucking read it. No! And it was, like, 370,000 words. I was really fucking, like... Wait, I, it's Okay, we're gonna offline about this. Okay. 370,000? Like, yeah, yeah, that's not that long for it's, a fan fiction. It's, Wait, it's, this is new And I read it, and I was just, like, I afterwards, I felt like like I, I it was just so bleak it's so Harry, it's dark. Harry Potter meets the handmaid's tale yeah like no like, it's yeah. not and it's yeah. like a Germione handmaid's tale a manacled situation but it also has all these different twists and tr- I <sighs> but it was good I it was fucked it's well I, I I I thought there were lots of elements of that. Role. I mean, it's I hope very you read dark. Oh no, I, I'm, not, I, I'm not like I'm not gonna say. Oh, this was shit. It was it was it was very interesting. Yeah. Um, but it fucked my head. It was the most bleak <laughs> shit I've like read in a long time, Ooh, and dark. I will never read it again. I don't need to because I'm still like haunted by the end. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't know, like nasty. I don't know. Rose, nasty. Okay, yeah. well, I, d- I don't remember if I talked about this during our Harry Potter episode, but I did. <laughs> this was a long time ago. Virgin. Like, this was definitely on fanfiction.net, but I did read a series once that was about <laughs> every chapter was a different character had detention with Professor McGonagall, <laughs> and she fucked <laughs> all of them. <laughs> <laughs> and I Damn, think I think she fucked Hermione as a cat. <gasps> so wait a minute, is the yeah. McGonagall like a book McGonagall or is it Maggie Smith? <laughs> I, you know, I did because ask. that's important. I actually to know. think it might have been before the movies <laughs> came Holy out. Whoa, shit. that's old. Or, or like, no, no, no. It would have been like maybe after the first two movies. So it might have been Maggie Smith. Might have been a little Maggie. Maggie Smith. <laughs> One thing that I really wanted to emphasize that I think is interesting about how fanfic has like changed in some like really interesting ways in some ways that I'm like mm, 
is like now I feel like for better or for worse, people like really kind of think of like who they their pairings are like who they are in a way. Mm-hmm. It's it represents their politics and things like that. Like so, pro shippers and anti. Oh god, and all that I, stuff. Uh, yeah. But like, yeah, for sure. But also, it's just kind of interesting to see the way, for example, especially in Harry Potter, the way that people have responded to like perhaps like the lack of diversity in the series is to be like, oh, I'm gonna make like James Potter like south asian and it's like okay cool that's fine like do what you want like it's fanfic you like have them be eaten dosas like that's all good to me but then i do think that sometimes people kind of to like ease the guilt of reading like the turfs books and like kind of playing with the turfs characters they're like i'm going to make every single person in the series like they put them in like the like like marginalized person like <laughs> machine we're yeah. like wheelchair every- yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, it looks like a college admissions pamphlet yeah yeah exactly and i'm just like it looks like a pride campaign <laughs> <laughs> i'm just like okay like you know like half the characters are like are you know I don't know, like basically like a Benetton catalog. Mm. I was just Everyone's about to like, say yeah, Benetton. Every, yeah, um, there's people who are on the spectrum. There's people who are like trans. Like Remus is like a trans woman, and it's like that's I. It's it, it's like simultaneously like really like kind of fun and interesting to see people like especially this newer generation kind of being like, yeah, I'm going to make like Remus Lupin a trans woman, like fuck off. But I do think some people don't do it in a kind of like, I do this to see myself kind of way. I think they kind of do it into like, here's how fucking progressive I am Here's And I'm doing like, and I'm just like, I want you to do it because you want to see yourself or want to see like a more like diverse world. Not because you're trying to like get like, points on like look at how like many marginalized identities i put in this like fucking fan fiction i completely agree because it it, it, to me it's like especially well you can just with something like that the intention you can kind of smell yeah you know what i mean yeah and i feel like it it can really when you have so many different kind of marginalized stories you to me it's like you're diluting all of them honestly Mm -hmm. especially if you don't come from any of those intersections or you only come from one. It's like, it's so much more impactful to take a story and 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 hone in on it mm-hmm. and be like, this is the one that I want to tell and it's, you know, outside of canon and this is why. And instead you get someone like the person on Twitter who is like, Regulus Black is not white. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, he's 100% cracker, babe. Like, yes. I don't know what to, t- what to tell you, but all right. <laughs> and with that. <laughs> Slide into our DMs at Like a Virgin for 2069 and let us know have you ever read My Immortal? What is your OTP? We want to know. Next week, we will be back with a brand new episode. In the meantime, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash like a virgin for weekly bonus episodes and now weekly and just like that recaps. You can also buy our merch at like a virgin for 2069.com and follow us at like a virgin for 2069 on Instagram. You can also follow me anywhere you want at Rose Domu. And you can follow me at Franz Kushko anywhere you like. Like a Virgin is an iHeartRadio production. Our producer is Phoebe Unter with support from Lindsay Hoffman and Nikki Etor. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. Bye. Hi, virgins. You're about to hear an excerpt from this week's Patreon episode, which is a conversation between Fran Rose and Like a Virgin Hall of Famer Honey Pluton on their first time ever watching Lord of the Rings. And if you want to hear the entire conversation, which I think you do, 
you can go become one of our pay pigs at patreon.com slash like a virgin to hear this and all our weekly bonus content. Love you. Bye. So yes. we heard a little birdie told us. Yeah. Um, and by little birdie, I mean one of the eagles that right. rescued the hobbits. Yes. Um that you watch Lord of the Rings for the in entirety of them, time. All of recently. them. Every in, last one. In your post yes. post op. Because I was like, when am I going to have 12 hours to devote to this, like, mecca? Mm. And I just have so many people in my life that I love who are, like, Lord of the Rings, ride or die. Read all the books, watch all the movies, watch them every year. And I'm not really, like, a fantasy guy, but I I, I just love watching anything that means a lot to someone else, especially if I can watch it with them. So me and my bestie September, shout out. We watch all the Lord of the Rings, and I feel like I watch them in the most ideal state where I'm, like, kind of very high on opioids. So I'm already, like, 12 feet away from my body and my television and, like, having to crank the sound on my TV to, like, 100. Because, okay, then I realized I'd never really taken pain pills before that that's why, you know, when, like when you were growing up, Jeopardy would turn to Wheel of Fortune and then Wheel of Fortune would always be like way louder. Yeah. I'm like, because they're all on Vicodin. Oh my mm. God. And they're all like muffled. <laughs> oh, I love Vicodin. Love Vicodin. It makes everything so quiet. Yeah. Except so you can't like, poop. And you can't poop. No, I have a very traumatic story. And your nose gets really Wait, itchy. what happened? Well, I'm long, long story short, my girlfriend literally had to like crack a shit out of my ass <gasps> when I was recovering from surgery. <laughs> oh, because I was so constipated. No, you have to laugh. But I have my biggest fear in life is being constipated. I don't know why, oh, like no. Elvis trauma. So I was like, I had her bring home like a 32 ounce Dunkin' Donuts cookie butter cold brew. <laughs> no, that's and that act- didn't do it. No, and that's actually a prescriptive laxative that you should literally have like a doctor's note in order to have. <laughs> that didn't do it. But then I was taking laxatives and suppositories at the same time. And they were me. In the middle, no, they canceling middle, each other out. Literally, like magnets, so that I like, couldn't do it. But then I was in excruciating cramp <laughs> and like pushing oh and literally God. hearing like the DMT horn and like seeing fractals. I was like fully hallucinating. And then I was like, age it stuck. And then she had to crack it out of my ass. I tell the story on stage sometimes, and I'm like, that is actually the marker of true love. Yeah. Where it's like, will this, will your partner crack the ass? We crack your ass and uh, not in the way it's normal. One shit to rule them all. (laughs) Genuinely. Okay, so Lord of the Rings. So I feel like you can't watch it without a guide. It's really confusing. You kind of need someone who's You need a Gandalf. You need a Gandalf who's like studied the lore. And I think the first one is my favorite. The first Mm. one's the best. I love the first one because there's more Liv Tyler. There's Mm. more Kate Blanchett. Mm. And I was kind (laughs) of confused watching it the whole time. But, like, because it's kind of, like, where I can't watch Game of Thrones because there's too many characters. Where it's, like, I watch Real Housewives and I need to because it shows the name every time. Yes, yes. I'm, like, I need to be, I'm too brain damaged. Like, I need to be reminded, like, who this woman is. Yeah. But I think that I'm never going to be, like, a full stand because I wouldn't watch it independently. But I liked, okay, I love 
The Hobbits, mm-hmm. Frodo, Rocks. Who's um, the other one? Transmask. Transmask and Sam. Uh, Frodo, Sam, Sam, Sam Mary, and Pippin. Mary yeah, and Frodo Pippin. and Sam, gay guys. Gay guys. Gay transmasculine individuals. Mary and Pippin were giving what? They're also gay. They're also gay. They're I don't, gay. Who are those? The other two that follow uh-huh. them around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. the other two. They're, it's like they're just trying to find the afters. Like that's yeah. all that yes. they're doing. Yeah. They're trying they're to go on to their way. They're literally trying to go to Unter, but the only one of them is on the list. And they're trying to like figure out a way to get to Unter. So if the Fellowship of the Ring is like a kind of a, a kind of queer group of friends, yes. I, I would, have we said already that Gandalf is trans? Question mark. Probably because you shall not pass. No, no, no. You, you shall, shall not pass. pass. Yeah. I love Gandalf. No, yeah. but I think love actually Gandalf. Gandalf is like a toxic gay guy who's saying to the Balrog, who is a trans woman, "You shall not." No, pass. absolutely. Mm. Like Gandalf, mm. I just like. Really, really loved him. Loved his vibe, where it's just like he comes and he goes as he pleases. He like a wizard is never late. Absolutely, period. he has all this information. Where it's like to me, actually, Gandalf is like the ancient scribe that now like lives in New Orleans. You know what I mean? <laughs> and like does tarot yeah. readings and does in a tarot readings. So a lesbian is a lesbian. <clears throat> like Gandalf is kind of les- so Gandalf yeah. is like Cherry rad Grove. femme. No, you shall you not pass. pass. I don't want that to be true. <laughs> oh no! But I love who's Viggo Mortensen. Uh, Aragorn. Aragorn. Aragorn, so sexy, so sexy. Aragorn, that makes sense to me. He's brave. It's like I just want to like follow his whole arc. But then with the second and third movies, I was actually just like fully confused. Yeah, I didn't know what was going on anymore. It's hard. You do need a guide. There's some visual companions. Yeah, there's L O T R wiki. Yes. Did you watch the extended versions? Or no, the regular, regular. I, I do not extended. recommend. The extended I, versions. I I have done the extended versions, but I preferred the theatrical cuts. And then why do you, you, you both love it. Yes. Why do you both love it? Like, um, what is it for you? It's, uh, for, I think it's a nostalgic upbringing thing. Yes. Like, it's definitely tied to, like, a part of, like, you know, my 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 life where I was just, like, just really learned how to love something. Totally. In, like, the world building of it. Like, right. Rose and I are true nerds and very much so fantasy nerds. And yeah. I think that, you know, as a storyteller, I was like, oh, my God, they have, like, their own languages. And, like, yeah. there's this book with all their, like, different kinds of armor and their histories or whatever. And I think that, for me, it was, like, the yeah the depth of like the storytelling but like in hindsight like i mean i don't think the extended versions are even like watchable like unless totally. unless you're like a super duper oh fan. right and there's Gollum. Gollum. and I... Gollum is a fucking crossdresser <laughs> <laughs> like that is Gollum. like Gollum is like the Trixie. foul cd who like goes up to all the dolls just to be like obnoxious and creepy <laughs> and you just like cannot get rid of it but then you also kind of like pity it but Gollum Gollum's also kind of like the like the Hasidic man who would hang outside of <laughs> this and that, like trying to yes. pick up drag queens. No, Metro. exactly. Where Gollum is also like the chaser with no game. Yes. But it's also just kind yes, of like a sissy. but who is an egg? Who is Who's an, an egg? egg? Who's like an egg sissy who like goes home to his like nasty apartment. No. You know, like, where there's like roaches and like yeah. one, one light bulb hanging from a string. Everything is, oh, yeah. everything is empty covered McDonald's in dry cum. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything is like you could crack one of his she- sheets Ew. on his Ew. 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 And it smells like cat litter but he's never had a cat. <laughs> And then, he, and then when, he, when he's alone, he just puts on, like, goodbye horses. He's very, like, Buffalo Bill. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, puts on his I'd stockings. Yes, puts on his stockings and his, like, Revlon Rouge. <laughs> and, like, tucks his dick and dances in the fucking mirror. But it's just, like, get a life. I like, love that for him. Get a fucking life. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.